Hey, welcome to the Past Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 125, myself and Mike sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into this week's episode, a few housekeeping things. This episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, the North Shore's premier late-night cookie pop-up, but more on that later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PastTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PastController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PastController. Want to support us? Easiest way to do that? Leave a review on iTunes, share the podcast on social media. The two easiest things you can do that don't cost you a thing. Have a few bucks and want to help support us? You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash pass the controller and become a patron member there or buy something from our store at pastthecontroller.threadless.com. And enjoy this week's episode of the Pass the Controller Podcast, episode 125. I watched behind the scenes of that movie because I had it on DVD. I probably watched it at some point too. And but they probably told me, but like I mean, I wouldn't know. I I don't really know Anthony Mackie's like IMDb outside of Marvel movies, right? So like I didn't even put the one and two together of him being Papa Doc mm-hmm. until much much, much later than I should have probably. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't really know if any of the other people are like the guy who's clearly playing like a Busta Rhymes type rapper, mm-hmm. like. He has like a similar like delivery that like uh, I mean I feel like Busta kind of no because Busta talk everyone talks normal outside of whatever their profession is they don't they don't always talk in rhymes yeah well not the rhyme part but like he's like really animated like mm-hmm. very like not raspy but sounds like he's always like not yelling but like blowing his voice out you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh well, I'm sure if he you like had a regular conversation with him, he's probably not doing that. He's like, oh, hello, Brendan. Yeah, I think the only person that probably has like a, has like the same cadence no matter what they're doing or who how you're talking to them is probably DJ Khaled. Like he's probably the only person that's like, DJ. like you're having a conversation where he's like, nah, man, I got the keys and all the other mm-hmm. things like, he says. Congratulations, you played yourself. That's all. I know yeah, about. like I feel like that's probably how he actually has conversations with people. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Eight Mile great movie is it though no okay i mean i enjoy it i have a fond memory of it i don't know if it holds up 2002 2003 sure we can talk about it being like decent at the time like hey yeah eminem wanted to make a movie good for you i mean for i guess for what the type of movie i mean back in in its time it was a great film at least to me because i'm a big eminem guy so yeah. it, it was to me then i it, i rewatched it recently and it's not like incredible it's pretty bad, actually, but... And, uh, you know, it's very... Eminem didn't have to go outside his range. He which didn't. Which was smart. I mean, but if he didn't do that, would we have ever got the 8-mile soundtrack? Those Some of those songs, like, Rabbit Runs, like, probably your favorite Eminem song, isn't it? Yeah, but I think he could have written those songs without the pretense of a, a movie behind it. Well, not so much the movie, but the movie definitely gave I him mean, some of the inspiration. A great song, but I think he could still make that song because Eight Mile just exists. I mean, no, he could have made those songs, but like the movie definitely like stirred that curiosity. Like it definitely pushed him into making like sp- I don't know. I mean, Lose Yourself is a good song. Like that's a jam. It was it was popping. It's still popping. I'm fucking popped that any day. That whole soundtrack brought us uh, Fifty Cent. It brought us Fifty Cent. 
I don't remember when did when did Wangsta come out in relation to like was Wangsta also on the yeah soundtrack? So. Oh, I mean it was also on his debut yeah. debut aftermath album. I mean he had albums prior to that. They just were like small indie small, releases. Small indie releases. But then you got it's like oh listen to this guy, he's on this soundtrack for a movie starring the most po- popular white rapper since Vanilla Ice. Let's uh let's, let's see what he's up to. I don't know. Anyways, hmm? anyways, think about. Mo- mo- moving uh, moving on here from from Eminem and Eight Mile, Mike. Other than our like deep obsession with Overwatch yet again, uh-huh. are you playing anything else? Anything else new popping in the in Mike's gaming sphere? Nope. Oh okay. Anything coming out soon? You're interested? In? Well, you know, you chopped on the the uh, welcome to Mike's in a minute. You hopped on Jump Force, played the beta a little bit. Yeah, for like all of fifteen minutes before, I was like, you know what, I should probably leave for work. How? Uh, what did you think of it? From the brief minute that you hopped in there, like any fighting game, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Press some buttons until somebody died, and I was like, all right, cool, it, time for me to go. Is it something that you will see yourself revisiting? You think? I'm gonna try it again tonight, cause I only when I played, I think you have to pick a team of three. I didn't know how to change characters, so I changed once by accident, and yeah. I just played the majority of the match as that character. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I have to figure out how everyone else works. Okay. And it wasn't the full roster that was available. Um, so now that I think about it, the roster is, like, decent, because, like, I was going through, my like, boop, 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 I'm like, oh, yeah, this person isn't there, this person isn't there. And I think their rumor is they're announcing, like, four other Naruto characters this week or next week. On the main roster or is DLC? I think on the main roster. Okay. I mean, it's definitely something that I'm intrigued by. I do. I think it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of good properties being represented in there. I don't know if that's a day one buy for me. I mean, I, I, I get a, as much as I love fighting games, I got to be realistic with myself and know that, like, something like Dragon Ball Fighter Z was fan, fa- fantastic. I was going to say phenomenal, and then I said fantastic, and it got really weird. Uh, phenomenal game, but... I fell out of it so quickly just because I only have so much room for so many fighting games. Yeah. Plus if no one else is playing, like I'm tired of getting my fucking shit, shit kicked in online over and over again. I do need to revisit that or at least just buy the DLC. Like I'm not going to play it, but I'm like, in case I do, I'm like, I want to be able to just hop in as X character that I don't currently own. Yeah. I mean, if you end up picking it up, I'll be more swayed to buy it just so that we can dick around a little bit. Yeah, don't don't worry yourself. I'll probably pick it up, play it a little bit, and then, hey Mike, want to play Overwatch? All right, sure. And then I'm like, I don't want to change my disc again, and I'm gonna like lay down. Let's buy digital. I suppose I could do that. I really don't need the uh, box. Yeah. So then, there you go. Move yeah. on to the digital age. Solved your conundrum. All right. Something to think about. Any uh any new anime news in your world of things right now? New. No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mike's in a minute. Great. Um, so, <laughs> on my forays on the internet in the past couple of days, PAX South is currently going on, a few things stood out to me that were dope, but make me ultimately sad for PAX East. Mm-hmm. And now it's got me thinking, I need to look, kind of look at what games are supposed to be coming out after PAX East, or very close to PAX East, even if it's before, because... Capcom wasn't at PAX East last year. 
they're at PAX South this year. Obviously, PAX South right now, next week is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Clearly, they have something big to push. The Resident Evil booth at PAX South is so dope and could be taking so many great pictures in it. That's probably not going to be at East because it's going to be three months later, whatever, two months later. The Crackdown 3 booth at PAX South, which again, Crackdown will be out. So, I mean, it's a big first-party title for Microsoft, so they might bring it, but this is the part that really makes me sad, Mike. Terry Crews is there? I mean, I he may be. It's, it's not, what I, not from what I've seen, but what I did see was they brought back that fucking camera booth like they had for quantum break a few years ago yes so people are taking crackdown photos with that rotating like Mm -hmm. 3d image Mm. so now i'm just hoping and praying that we get something from somebody at east with the return of those cameras now um i haven't looked at any of these photos so i can't say for certain but i remember there was a year that we went to pax yes where there was a similar camera setup for something else, but we weren't allowed to like do crazy poses. Like they just gave us like a prop or something, and I remember like the picture just kind of going around us. Um, I don't remember what game was for either. Did I not take a picture with? In no, it? you definitely took the picture. I, if, I I'd have to look. In the past two years, the only like besides the Overwatch payload tour thing, mm-hmm. the only other things that I took pictures in was. One for Final Fantasy, which wasn't a rotating camera. It was like a yeah, I do a pose, one. take another like picture. A keyblade or like a, yeah, and yeah. it was like do a pose, do another pose, do another pose, and it just rotates the poses. I didn't take anything else that was a movement. I can't remember, at I, least. I can't remember what the game was, but I remember like they gave us both weapons. We had to like take a, I think it was like a... Oh, we took the picture together? Yes. I definitely don't remember this. They... they gave us props and i think we had to like stand in a certain spot and either like kneel or stand or whatever and the camera rotated around us i don't remember if like it was more like a video where like we held our thing and looked around or if like they just took one still shot and rotated around us it was one other if i were to look through my email oh wait no lawbreakers maybe that was it i don't even remember that picture though I don't remember it either because I didn't do anything with it. I do remember them. Yeah, they, they had like the camera. It was one camera on a track and mm-hmm. it went around us. Yeah. I could not tell you where that picture is. I, I'm i sure it got emailed to me. I just didn't like save it or anything. I don't even think I ever opened that email. It was like in the in the thrust of packs. So I probably just skipped over it. I'll have to look for that after this episode. Um. So I, it gets me thinking like we need to kind of look at just to kind of mentally prepare, what do we think is going to be popping up mm. for uh, for cool booths? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really hope that we get those camera booths. I'm just so jealous. It's so great. I hope people down there are enjoying it. It's fantastic. I still, from time to time, will repost those, those I, I guess, GIFs. They're GIFs, right? Yeah, They're not uh, videos. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can. Are they videos? I think I they know. are no, it depends on the format they give it to you. Yeah, so what, regardless of whatever media file it is, and you can convert it, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, post it on Instagram or something. I've posted it on there plenty of times. Yeah, but I just made one, so like I don't have it up there. So it's, uh, yeah, you should post it up there. If you if you can't find them, I have all of them readily available, because those are like, that's high quality media right there mm-hmm. for me. Of course. Um, 
like if if that is there like there should be a good chunk of like a few hours that we just do dope fucking shots mm. you guys back in line again yep don't you have other things to do no nope. no well that was the other thing it's like it was such a sleeper no, I think it's because it was tied to Quantum Break. Nobody was like, I don't fucking care about Quantum yeah. Break. But it was a dope fucking booth. Yeah, it was great. Ugh, anyways, I digress. Um, the John Wick 3 trailer came out, Mike. It did. And everyone is excited about it. Mm-hmm. Sans me. Right. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling about this? Pretty good. Halle Berry has that like fucking dog that attack people. John Wick rides a horse. He kills people while riding the horse. I didn't watch the trailer. Does this actually happen? Yes. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. Yep. He kills a man with a book. Did you enjoy the first two movies? Like, do you put them up there as, like, good action movies? They were enjoyable, yeah. Yeah. Are you excited for this one? Uh, I don't know if excitement's the word I use for, but, like, it's not like a sequel. It's not like I'm upset the sequel exists. And especially since you didn't watch it, but, like, the second one ended in a way that necessitated uh necessitated yeah if that's the right way to fucking conjure that um yes it it needs a sequel or rather it ended in a way it's like all right well how does he get out of this predicament okay so uh, my follow-up here is in a in a year we talked about this a little bit on the last episode where i have this this uh resolution for myself where i'm going to be attempting to reduce my backlog finish more games and just ingest more media in entirety, in just in, in general, ingest more media. Uh-huh. I haven't really thought about movies. Mm. Do I need to watch John Wick? Do you need to? Should I watch John Wick? I mean, it's not bad. It's enjoyable. I mean, like, I know there's the joke, like, oh, you know, Todd, this is his favorite movie of all time. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, Eight Miles is your favorite movie of all time. Relevant to the, our previous conversation. But it's not. Uh, regardless, jokes aside, like, should I watch this movie? Should I watch this this series? Is it just, is it supposed to be three? Like, was it always a trilogy? It wasn't always a trilogy. And it, honestly, if you were to end up one day waking up and saying to yourself, I'm going to watch John Wick, you could watch the first one and then you could call it quits because... It's one of those movies or one of those series where, like, clearly... The first one was contained? The first one was self-contained, and they decided to, like, all right, people love this, let's start making more. So okay. like, the second one ends in a way that kind of needs... It needs follow-up, but the first one you can watch and just be like, all right, that was a, that was a story. What else is Keanu doing? Is he, like, doing anything else currently? Um, he just had a movie that came out this past week that bombed horribly called Replicas, where uh, I believe he his family dies, and he's trying to perfect, like, robot technology to like replicate his family as robots or something uh that didn't do very well um hmm. what else was he doing recently does he ha- is he involved in the directing or writing of this film at all or no uh or like the creative vision i don't think so but if i recall correctly and i might be speaking in my ass here i believe the movie the movies are directed by his former stunt double if that means anything to you it, it doesn't. That's very weird. It's weird, but like... It's kind of a cool little yeah, nugget like of info, this, though. Yeah, things, you know, they're pretty good choreography and yeah. this, that. Yeah, it's, it's a fun film. I, I, The thing is, I don't know what you like behind, besides superhero movies. So like, I can't, I can't say you will enjoy this film. If anything, 
it seems like you don't like action movies, so like it's pointless for me to say, yeah, you should watch it because you just unless the action person's like wearing some sort of crazy suit and shooting lasers or fucking is a talking raccoon like you're like ah nah no that's not that's not true it it seems like it no it's not true it's just that more more so and i've said this off the air and on the air many times i'll reiterate it again my media of choice is always video games so it's like instead of watching a movie i'd rather play a game or play a game I haven't played or whatever. Like I'd rather that's where I'd rather spend my my time to enjoy something. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, you know, maybe if comic books were my thing, like my my thing, my thing. Like it's like, oh, I have some time. I'm, and I try to read a lot of comics, but not as many as I should. But, you know, I would spend more time doing that or whatever. As opposed to whatever. Which is why my backlog of T V shows is horrible because I don't Whenever I have that time allocated to me, it's like, eh, I could watch, finish fucking Naruto, ship it in. I could finish Better Call Saul. I could finish Westworld. I could start Game of Thrones, even though I did already start it, but I'd have to rewatch from the beginning anyway. Um, or, or countless other shows. I just play something instead. So. But again, in this year of, of trying to. Uh, diversify my my nerdy palette and enjoy more media should john wick make the list yes if only because then we can just cross it off the list okay all right fair enough so then you know, whenever we talk about john wick you won't be like there's gonna be plenty of yeah but as soon as we cross off john wick there's gonna be eight million other things that you guys bring up in the group chat that i'm like yep never watched that yeah maybe i don't know like video games are clearly my 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 forte. Mm-hmm. Like they're clearly where my my well of knowledge exists in my background of 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 things. Right, right. I would I would argue more so than than everyone else mm-hmm. in past control. I, that's fair. Mike just said that I am the best at something. Yes. I said you had the most best out, best out of us. Don't close don't enough. Get it. Close enough. You did bring up Killer Robots or something at some point when you mentioned uh, what Keanu's up to. Have you seen Bumblebee yet? No, I did. I heard it was actually pretty good. I didn't mean to like try and see it. I don't know. Wait, I thought something else came up. Oh, I have to see Glass. That's what it is. Shit. All right. Um. Yeah, I do want to see it. Put up side by side. Which one of those you seen first? Uh. Probably. Hmm. I think I might actually try and watch Bumblebee first, only because it's been far enough out that it's definitely not going to be crowded, whereas Glass might be more difficult to get into or, like, piss me off. Yeah. I don't know how... I, I mean, Glass is... Obviously, I'm not invested in those other movies, but when it comes to Bumblebee, I feel like there's at least one Transformers out of those mix of movies that I did enjoy probably at some point. Mm. Maybe it, two. It, it honestly probably was the first one because I think back then we were starved for like it, it wasn't as is that type of movie wasn't being made as much as it is now, right? It, it wasn't a essentially a parody of itself at that point. So, I'm sure I enjoyed at least one or two of those movies at some point. Mm-hmm. I've never revisited them, um, but from what I've briefly like looked into like how it did and and 
what people were kind of gauging people's interest on how Bumblebee was doing. And one of the opinions, I forget, somebody that I like mildly trust their opinion on certain stuff, they were basically saying, oh, it's a decent film. It's unfortunate that they didn't just break it out of, like it should have just not been tied to the other movies. Like it shouldn't have been in the same canon. Right. Like they should have just started like Start not rushing. a reboot, but like just let's just move on from those other things and like use this as the next jumping off point. But I get I don't know how heavily it calls back on the other movies, but it's clearly still in the same storyline. It's tough to say because this movie takes place in the past. It takes place in like the nineteen eighties. Okay. So then it must do something maybe towards the end to kinda tie it to everything else and i think that kind of broke not broke the movie but it was like a disappointing part of the film for Mm -hmm. this person yeah but from what i've read the movie was critically was critically received well it just didn't do as well as they wanted it to yeah is it michael bay still uh no did he do everything else up to this one uh i think so he uh he might have had less to do with the one before this but was I, the one before this the Fallen Kingdom or something with Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg was in two of them. He was I, in two? He was That's in how two. far I haven't seen any so of them. So let's then. see. We've got like the first three that had Shia LaBeouf. Well, we had the first two that had Shia LaBeouf and, and Megan Fox. Fox. We have the third one that <laughs> only had Shia LaBeouf. Then we had a four and five that had Mark Wahlberg and his daughter and presumably a guy that was dating his daughter that went through painstaking lengths to show us that it is not illegal for him to date this underage girl. Um, she was underage. The, all right, just for fun here, everyone talks about this. Um, in let's see, so we've got. I'm gonna get into this. We Transformers. We got um, what was the second one called? Was the second one Dark of the Moon? Might have been. Then, if you can pull the name of the third one out, I'll tell you. Uh, one of them was called uh, like Rise of the Fallen or something like that. Yeah, I think the second one must have been Dark of the Moon then, because um, I think I saw the first two, maybe the first three. So I think the most recent one before Bumblebee was called The Last Knight or something like that because it turns out something about King Arthur or some shit. Uh, of course. Of course. Is, point of the matter is, in the first one with Mark Wahlberg, he's got this daughter who's like a teenager of some sort and she's dating a guy that's in his 20s. And Mark Wahlberg is understandably upset. It's like, hey, you know, you're too old to be dating my daughter or like, I'm going to call the cops because you're doing this. Yeah. And then the guy says... It's not illegal because of the Romeo and Juliet clause or some shit like that. And he's got like a card that he shows to Mark Wahlberg's character. And then the camera actually like focuses on this card to show the text to say like it is not illegal for this man to be dating this teenager because of whatever. So it seems like whoever wrote that movie was like, listen, I want this to be a thing. Let's make it very clear that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. So <laughs> That movie had um, T.J. Miller in it, and he died like halfway through the film. Yeah, and so did his career after he fucking. He did a lot of weird things. Yeah, he did a lot of weird yeah. things. I still haven't finished Silicon Valley, actually. Oh yeah, I did. Is it over or no. is it coming back? Coming back. I forget if um, my judge ever said that uh, whatever season's gonna be the last season, but I know we're should be getting at least one more. I definitely, we didn't finish the season. When T.J. Miller's character goes to India, does he go to India? Where does he go? He goes he, somewhere, right? He goes, he goes like somewhere. I think he was with... Um, Siberia? No, it wasn't Siberia. But he was with um, Galvin Belson. Yeah. 
and I forget what part of Asia they were in, but Galvin... And like, that's how they get like get yes. rid of his character? Is it, Does the season end with that's that? That's how that season ends. Okay, then we then we must have not have started the season after that. There's a season after that he's not there, and like that's part of the plot. Or we might have only watched like the first episode or something. But I, there at this point, there must be... Is there a fucking HBO app like on Xbox? Yeah. Or PlayStation? Okay. Then that'll make everything easier. I have an Apple TV... Just watch HBO Go. We but it should re- all be there. It requires me to switch HDMI cables on my TV because yeah. I only have three ports, and I have, I have my my cable box goes into my Xbox, mm-hmm. so that covers Xbox and cable right. in one HDMI. Then I have my Switch and my PS4 in, mm-hmm. so that covers all three. So in order to get the Apple TV in, I got to unplug something, which right. it really isn't a big deal, but it's more than I want to do. Like when it's like, oh, let's maybe we should watch Westworld, and I'm sitting there on the couch, and I'm like. But I have to get up to do that when I can just reach down, grab my Xbox controller, and we can watch Netflix, Hulu, or fucking YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't know what the Apple TV has to offer, but a lot of these apps do exist on either the Xbox or the PlayStation. When I got my Apple TV, I got it at a ridiculous sale because I'm a, I'm a, you know, you know how I am with, with hunting down the dealsies. Right. So I got it for a really good deal, and at the time... It was the only HBO and Apple had some sort of deal where, so HBO Go is what you have. So yeah. they had HBO Now, HBO which was now is also only, available on. But at the, the time, time, it was yeah. only available there. So outside of buying something through your cable or satellite provider, mm-hmm. that was the only other way to like just pay for HBO. Right. So I was like, okay, I could spend like an extra fucking thirty dollars through Comcast to get HBO, or. I can buy this thing that will hopefully offer me some other use for inexpensive money, and we can watch HBO for like seven dollars a month. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do that. And uh, yeah, now I don't fucking need it. But I, that deal must have been like for at least a year or something. Yeah, I remember it existing, but it it was I, a big deal. When it didn't that, affect it, me for one reason or another. Either I didn't have cable, or I just didn't yeah. Care. I don't want cable. I'm like actively trying to figure out a way to satisfy the stuff that she wants to watch, mm-hmm. which I'm sure there is a way. I'm just too lazy to actually look. Yeah. Satisfy what she wants to watch, get rid of cable because I don't watch TV, and not it hinder my internet. Mm-hmm. It sucks where we live because our only option is Comcast. Comcast. Yes. And I feel like whenever I look at the deals, mm-hmm. the way that they structure their deals is it, purposely it, to force it, you to buy everything. Yes. So it's like if I just cut everything else and only get internet it's like it's crazy money anyway so it's like you might as well just fucking keep cable yeah but my cable bill i don't know i mean i don't have to talk about this part but my cable bills are crazy expensive for no fucking reason mine is very expensive and honestly i have to look i probably have uh i probably have a phone number with them too i don't have a phone in my house so i probably do have a number well that's the other thing it's like the triple play pack or whatever the fuck it's called it forces you to get a phone number or landline or whatever Mm -hmm. And, like, when I initially, when we first moved here and I initially was setting up our Comcast thing, they were, like, trying to pitch me on this thing. I was like, listen, I don't care if it's the same price. I don't need a phone because I'm never going to buy a landline. I have no purpose of a landline. I don't know why anyone has a fucking landline unless you're, like, a business. You know what I mean? Or, like, a some sort of emergency place where you need, like, a hard wire. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, everyone has a fucking cell phone. Why would I need this fucking thing? Doesn't Comcast do, like mobile plans now they too do i haven't seen a commercial for it in a while but that was something they were they were pitching for a bit anyways fuck fuck cable yeah i need to i need to actually sit down and look around and it, see what my yeah. options are it depends on what she wants to watch because garbage you, you go, we were just sitting in there know, you know, know you know 
I don't because like right now on top of my cable I still pay for YouTube TV because it, it was mildly convenient for like a moment and then I opted not to like cancel uh, it yeah but um, it has some channels I mean you've got Sling TV you've got uh, PlayStation View um, there's something else I saw recently I don't remember what it was called you have to pee maybe it was Pluto I don't know we there there there's are a few, options there's a few there. options. It just depends on which one has all those garbage channels like yeah E and Bravo and like for instance my mom loves HGTV so yeah like, I have cable just for that I think a bunch of the channels that she watches are are Who they must live? be well yep. I think they must be owned by the same company or something they have some sort of affiliation so yes. a lot of those other things like. Mm. Like, if Hulu has, like, one of those things, it has a couple of them because they're all, yeah, like, they're the, all same the same fucking thing. thing. Exactly. Like, uh, YouTube TV, like, the one channel that they do not currently have that I wish they did have was, like, Comedy Central. Comedy Central, I believe, is owned by Viacom. Yeah, it is, yeah. So, like, I on YouTube TV, I don't think I have MTV, VH1. Central, VH1, all those Viacom channels. Fucking, until they fucking get you. Yep. Until they fucking get you. Um... I don't even know how we go. I don't even know how we got to that topic from wherever the fuck we were. Mm-hmm. I completely derailed what what else we were talking about prior. Transformers. I don't know. Transformers was uh, being talked about. We were talking about movies. You wanted to watch John Wick. There yeah, we go. That's going back too far now. Anyways, uh, other things that kind of went on this week that worth mentioning. Mortal Kombat reveal. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Mortal Kombat guy. I know on last week's episode, uh, the Patreon question that we answered was about fighting games. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went into detail uh, on episode 124 about fighting games in general. And I gave some of my opinions on Mortal Kombat in particular, among other things. Mm-hmm. So not to say the game looks bad or I'm not, like, I guess excited to see it. It's probably not something I'm going to pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a Mortal Kombat guy. Did it do anything for you? Did you watch any of the gameplay or the trailers or anything? Um, I watched some of the gameplay. I think I watched the trailer and, like, you know, the opening cinematic of the game. Uh, I don't have, like, a big history of Mortal I, I feel like if I was bigger into Mortal Kombat back in the day... You'd like, appreciate again, it more or want like, it more? All I remember from Mortal Kombat back in the day was playing it, getting to the part where it says finish him, and not knowing not the combo. So, like, I would just punch a guy in the face. It's like, all right, you win. Yeah. Cool. So, like... Now I watch it and I'm like, oh, cool. And these guys are doing all these what are presumably like they all look like fatal moves. Yeah. I'm like it loses some of the lack, some of the action. If like I just did a move where I fucking stab the guy through the heart, and he's and still he's coming, still at standing me. up. I was like, whoa, why is? Like I don't remember why they're fighting each other anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think Mortal Kombat does have like a it has story. Like a, it has a mythology. Yes. Yeah. Um, at least. At least with Tekken, I understand. Like, yeah, we're having another Tekken tournament, guys, because this guy's bad. And yeah, we and Street Fighter is similar. It's like, oh, world fighting tournament yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's other things going on, like Invice and Shadowloo, shit like that. At least these guys are fighting each other, and it's all in good fun. Yeah. No one's dying. Yeah, it's kicks and punches. Maybe there's, you know, a little fucking Hadouken here and there. Ooh, but, like, you know, for the most Hadouken, part, but... you know, I mean, how'd you get that scar? Tugger, tugger, I don't know. It's not so, like, no one, no one has to die. They just have to get hurt. Yeah, no one's, lot. no one's spine's getting pulled out. Like, when the little girl fights a bear, no one's no one's dying. At the end of the day, like, it's like, ow, you beat me. I guess you're going to fight the next guy. Yeah. Who's your next battle? A bear. You just beat a little girl. As a, as a person who's, like, not really into, like, pulp and, like, 
unless it's in my OJ, uh, like pulp or like gore, mm-hmm. I get lost on that part of Mortal Kombat because like I don't like for some people who are into that stuff, which nothing against you if you are like cool, like enjoy your thing. But like I don't like I don't watch movies that are like high pulp, high high graphic violence, mm-hmm. and not that I I wouldn't even say it's like graphically violent. I mean I guess you could consider it that, but it like that flashiness, which is clearly like what a lot of MK's audience cares about, and obviously what the people at NetherRealm and and, and Warner Brothers on them I think so are making the game like that's the stuff that they're into. That's what they're trying to do. Great for them, but it's not like a selling point for me. No. So and on top of not really caring for Mortal Kombat's fighting mechanics, it's just, it goes, it's just not for me. Um, though I will say, I watched a few, because they had a few different pros come out and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I watched Echo Fox's match, uh, Son- sorry, Sonic. Sonic Fox's match, uh, and a few other matches. And uh, like, it looks good, like it's a good looking game. I actually like a lot of the, it seems like the stages have like a very interesting dynamic to them where there's like light interactivity while you're moving around like it just it looked it presented itself very well it's just not a fighting game that's my style of fighting game so i'm not like super looking forward to it mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter i'm excited it's coming out day and date with the switch i think that's fucking huge that's i think that's uh probably one of the only triple a games at this point that's going to launch day and date on the switch mm-hmm. so hopefully that starts the fucking the trend of of more third-party games that are coming out across the board getting launched day and date with that and i'm really curious to see how those first couple of weeks go sales wise across those three platforms i don't know if it's coming to pc or not i'm not sure um so i'm curious to see how it stacks up it it will probably sell very well um and honestly again kind of tying back to last week's episode if you're a a fighting game fan not like there's not like the switch is the optimal place to play fighting games obviously like for certain fighting games you want to use a stick you know mm. the switch does have some third-party stuff that are pretty decent i'm sure you could do other things to get things running how you want them to do like if you have a stick and usb dongle or whatever i'm sure there's ways to to get your your preferred play style in there i'm not saying it's like the perfect fighting machine but over the past year and a half, it's getting a lot of really good fighting game titles. Obviously, Smash. Mm. You got Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. You got Mortal Kombat 11 coming. You have Cross Tag Battle from uh, the Blaze Blue crossover game. Mm. We have another Blaze Blue game coming this year. Um, I don't that know. Power Rangers fighting game coming out. Is that supposed to be a good game, or was I? Don't I, fucking know. I didn't look into it. Is it the mobile game? They're just porting it. I have no idea. I'm not sure. I'll buy it. <laughs> uh, but th- there's good games. I mean, the Blade Strangers is another one. They have SNK uh, Heroin Frenzy Battle, something. I don't know. SNK Heroin's Frenzy Battle, I think is what it's called. Um, and there might be a few more here and there. So obviously, probably some smaller titles. There's all the Neo Geo, like King of Fighter stuff on the eShop. So, I mean, there's there's a good amount of like decent fighting games i wouldn't be shocked if we see something like soul Calibur 6 come to the switch this year maybe a tekken port there's been rumors a few different places about street fighter 5 leaving exclusivity on those ps4 and coming to switch and again at this point in the game street fighter 5 has been exclusive to 
PS4 for a while. Like, you're not going to piss anybody off at this point. But let Capcom get that money. Put it on fucking Xbox and Switch. Mm-hmm. Might as well just try to milk that audience a little bit more. Get some more people in in the pool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Switch has a decent roster of fighting games, I would say. With the addition of Mortal Kombat 11 coming coming this April, um, the the big thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode is something that went over this past week, and it was the recent cancelization of the open world Star Wars game over at EA. Did you see this news, Mike? Uh, I glanced at it. So, without getting into too much of the minutia of of everything. I mean, we're obviously by the time you listen to this episode, you know, this news has been out for a few, you know, five days or so. So, I mean, you've probably, if you're interested in this, have read some sort of article getting into the nitty gritty of what's going on. But basically, EA has a deal, a licensing deal with Disney for 10 years. Over that 10 years, they have put out Star Wars Battlefront 1, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Star Wars Heroes of the Galaxy Mobile. I think that's it. I don't think there's been anything else. There may have been one other mobile game, potentially. I don't remember. Um, But for a license that big, for a license that important, for a license that means so much to so many people, A, if you are a big studio like EA, you probably can crank out some games, like some games that can nurture that audience, that can make money off that audience, that can do that license justice supposedly so this is the second game cancellation now from ea over star wars stuff supposedly the star wars fallen fallen order jedi fallen order game Mm -hmm. is still being made and that's still coming but basically what ea has said with this cancellation is that to like really sum it up into small small like summary is that the game that they were working on the scope if it was too big it would have taken too long to come out they wanted something that would come sooner but in that same breath they said 2020 that's not soon like that's not like if we're not getting a star wars game again this year that's just was battlefront 2 last year or two years ago i think it was two years ago i don't remember because i didn't get that game it was definitely two years ago then like what what is going on like, I'm not even necessarily... I'm going to be careful how I say this. It's not that I'm, like, necessarily mad at EA. I think I'm just more upset that... This, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. This licensing deal even exists. Like, I would have to imagine that... With, yeah, Battlefront must have been two years ago. When the Battlefront loot box fiasco went underway disney got involved you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that was it was just it was blowing up badly star wars is such an important property to so many people and it's obviously a very big property for disney when that went down disney had to step in and basically just be like get this under control like we're not you know what i mean like we need to this needs to not be this way you put that side by side with, you know, the people that are upset with the movies, yeah, uh, over the last couple of years. 
that's a lot of really negative energy surrounding Star Wars. Do we think that this urges Disney to step in and maybe try to buy out this license or cancel the license? There must be some sort of clause in their contract that would protect them from from like ultimately if if they can somehow deem it as ea negatively affecting the star wars brand mm-hmm. i'm sure that would be the way to pull out if there wasn't some other sort of clause in the contract do you think that this is going to lead to disney stepping in again and and basically being like what the fuck how long is this it was it's 10 years total i want to say we're probably at like year five or year six mm-hmm. um no i i don't think so even with even with like the people who are i mean and i still think it's a i think it's a silent i think i think it's a loud majority when it comes to the films i don't think that the films are really as poorly received as the internet would make you think mm-hmm. um but with that negativity flowing around, with the game negativity flowing around, you don't think that would be like Disney saying we need to protect this property because it's really not in a good spot right now? Especially when you look at the legacy of Star Wars games. I'm not saying there was like amazing. I mean, there are some amazing games like KOTOR and a few other things, but there used to be this swath of Star Wars games. Obviously, it was a different time, LucasArts, other things going on, but it's it's just it's a weird place to be in because i want there to be good star wars stuff for me to consume mm-hmm. and right now we just don't have it i have both battlefront games they don't do much for me you know what i mean mm, i I don't see Disney backing out of the deal anyway. I feel like what you're suggesting would be too difficult to legally prove in a way that they can like fight it. And I mean, maybe they're trying to do that. I just think it's going to be a difficult thing to go. Well, well, you don't. My my thing is is like Disney. Disney is a very large, very I'm assuming smart business, right? So. I would have to imagine that, like, the people drawing up those contracts when they're cutting this deal mm. are, like, hiding some legalese in there that is, like, makes things easier for them if something goes sour. Yeah, but I also imagine that EA probably also has competent lawyers at least to be like, hey, all right, we see this, this. I mean, I'm now I'm just picturing, like, a fucking... I don't know, Phoenix Wright type situations. Like, <laughs> Objection. Objection. I mean, I don't really know. I, 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 far too often, we pretend to know how laws work. Um, where are lawyers? Uh, careful of the screen there. I'll move forward a little bit. So, yeah, it's, I feel like it would, it would, uh, it'd probably take too much effort. Like, they wouldn't gain much from breaking out of the contract now and then shopping the thing around to somebody else to make, and they're like, all right. Oh, we'll I well. Here's the thing: regardless of whether this ends prematurely or they ride it out to the end, 
I 100% don't see them giving one company the sole mm-hmm. rights after this. Like, I see it as being like a, hey, you want to pitch us a game? We'll have a board of people that will, like, decide whether or not we let you do it, and then we give you a license for whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I see that, that. I hope that's what they do next. If they, if after this is over, they just give the, the exclusive rights to someone else again, that's a fucking mistake. In my opinion, that's just a mistake. Because mm-hmm. even if they give it to a good developer or good publisher that still is like it's just it's just trapping it's just it's keeping amazing creative people out in the world from being able to take a property that they care about and make something not because they have some contract to fulfill because they're like you know what i love star wars i have this take i want to make a really good star wars game let me make this game you know what i mean where I feel like there's plenty of developers out there that would love, hey, let me make my take on this. Hey, let me do this. Hey, let me do this. And Star Wars is like, you, you look at you look at games like Force Unleashed or Knights of the Old Republic. They go through like Star Wars lore. They 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 stay true to the things that exist in that universe, but their takes on other parts of that universe, where it's not like, hey, let me play an adventure. Not saying this is good or bad. Hey, let me play an adventure from Luke Skywalker or Han or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to necessarily go down this already pre-written path. You can take the things that exist in that universe and then go do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say that maybe. I mean, that's one way of doing it. Maybe they still want to keep the idea of like a Star Wars game being like exclusive, like you know, rather than saying, well, you know. As long as you guys passed our muster to create this one game, because they probably want strict. They're. I mean, back before Lucas sold the rights, there was you know the whole extended universe, and they've basically thrown all that, all that out the window. They're trying to make a new consolidated, extended universe that anyone can sort of follow. But is, are we, are we? And I feel like we've talked about this before. Is every Star Wars medium now anything that gets created all considered canon? Um, I know for the shows that should be true. I don't know about the games. Like, is the, the well, games. well, the only game that has come out with a story in it is Battlefront Two, and it was a very short little vignette mm-hmm. when you played as like you were on the 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 desk. You well. You weren't necessarily on the Death Star, but you played as someone from that. From the Empire. I, I want to say that for Battlefront 2, at least, that story was canonical. I think it took place... I think it was supposed to take place after the events of Rogue One? Or after the Death Star being blown up or something? Oh. I want, I, and I finished the fucking... It was such a short campaign. If I recall correctly, the main character... Her family died on the Death Star or something. Or, died on the Death Star 2, I think. Huh? The second Death Star. Oh, Return okay. Jedi. Okay. So, but I think it... But I, so I think it was supposed to take place canonically in, mm-hmm. in that world of things. I'm not even saying... 
I mean, if they're just if they're trying to do fine, but like, don't you don't even have to don't limit it to be that. Don't limit it to be everything has to be canon. That gets fucking that can be confusing, especially across mediums, especially in video games. Make something fucking fun. Make something enjoyable. Like some sort of uh, Star Wars uh, Tetris game. No, don't do that. I mean, you can do that, but also do something else. This is to kind of tie back into conversations we have in, in more recent episodes about things like Diablo Immortal. It's like, if Blizzard was only making Diablo Immortal and not Overwatch, Hearthstone, and then eventually a Diablo 4, then yes, be mad at Blizzard. In this scenario, I can't... I, I guess to take back what I said, I am mad at EA because... The only, of the three games they've put out this year, or in the terms in the lifetime of this contract so far, it's Battlefront, Battlefront Two, subpar games, Galaxy of Heroes, which I think Dom plays or at least played for a little while. Yeah. Um, and and not to say that that's a bad game or to say don't make that or whatever. I don't I don't really know much about it because I haven't really played it. I actually downloaded it. I played like no nothing of it. Because it's clearly a game meant to make you spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is extremely popular for them to the point where it is EA's most ex- most profitable mobile game. Where I tried like really hard to find the numbers of how much money it makes. I don't know how they get reported, but it was hard to find last year's money for the whole year of that game. I could get like certain quarters and stuff. It still makes a lot of money. In 2017, it made... In revenue, like 158 million, like it makes a lot of money for them. So I understand why they would make a mobile game. Like I'm not saying don't service that market. I mean, everyone has a fucking phone. People, some people like to play games on their phone. I'm not saying don't do that. But when you look at like EA and Blizzard side by side, Blizzard's still making other games. EA is seemingly not making other games. They're working on games, but we're just never seeing them. We're supposedly still getting this respawn game, the Fallen Order game. If we actually see it, I'll I'll be shocked. I mean, the the people working on this game that just got canceled were it was uh Visceral, which they closed, and then it was people from the Uncharted team. I think it was uh, I think the the writer of the story was Amy Henning, who is known for writing Uncharted. Mm-hmm. So it's like you had these credible people making this game. It's just, it, it fucking blows my mind. It blows my mind that they can't put something out, anything out, make a game, just put out a game. There's people starving for this fucking thing. I don't know. I just don't know, Mike. So you, you, you're in the camp. You don't think that this license will get terminated early? Um, License, licensing well, deal? It's only halfway through. So. I think it's five or six years in. So I, think, I, I guess a, something can happen like the next yeah, four or Yeah, I mean, five I'd years. have to imagine there's probably also something in there similar to like with the Marvel movie contracts where you have to make X amount of games or something. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? That's probably something in there. Yeah, so that would be a way for them to say like, hey, you're saying we're not getting a game till 2020. That only puts us at, you know, four games or something, mm-hmm. which, I mean, again, depending on how it is, that could always be like, cool, they're going to put out like a couple of mobile games or something stupid yeah. to hit the fucking mark or whatever. I don't know. So you're saying they in in the 
five years that they've had it, they've put out three games. I believe only three. The two okay. Battlefronts and the mobile game. All right. I mean, so it's still roughly one every two years, I guess. I, I don't know what they would say. I can't imagine they're saying, all right, put one put a game out every six months. No, I don't think that. I mean, I, I don't know what it could break down, what, what it could boil down to. Mm. I'm just saying I... I think it's ultimately very bad for the Star Wars brand, and if there wasn't some other thing in the claw in the contract that they could break, I feel like that would be where they would focus their argument, being that this is a negatively impacting, because even with, like I don't know how the Star Wars deal breaks out. Like I don't know, like EA has it has the rights to make games. But I'm sure there must be some sort of team at Disney or Lucas that like has some sort of creative say in certain things. Because even isn't that how all the Marvel movies are? Even though like Sony owns the rights to Spider Man, blah, blah blah. Isn't aren't there Marvel people that still have a say in certain things? Uh, the Sony one is tricky now. I don't know how it shakes out now. There's clearly have more say in it. Yeah. I think previously, I'm sure that like when they had the rights, they're like, hey, you know do this this like i remember that being the whole thing about peter parker I was like hey you know peter parker has to be like a white male x blah 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 blah, blah. so i'm sure those rules are in place yeah i don't know if they have with sony now i think it's different because i think now marvel has direct creative input okay um but previously like with the maze and spider-man or like the sam raimi spider-mans i don't think something like that existed what about like the x-men movies because they're still fox right or no they're not I mean, they were. They were. Yes. So I think it's probably the same thing. Like, hey, you know, these are the X-Men. You got these characters. Don't break these rules. That's about it. Okay. Well, regardless of whether or not we find out more about these EA games or when we're getting in more Star Wars stuff, who knows? Maybe E3 will shed some light on something. Um I certainly hope that something gets figured out soon. Just because, I mean, I think one of the things that EA came out and made a comment about too was that, hey, yeah, we canceled this game, but we didn't lay anybody off, which is, I guess, a silver lining in there. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, it would suck to hear, like, hey, we canceled this game, closed the studio, and now, like, all these people are are out of fucking work. So at least that's a little bit of a silver lining, but it's still just fucking shitty as a Star Wars fan. To be like, hey, where's where's a thing that I can play that you are the only you're the fucking key holder. You're the only person that can give me something I want. Where are you at? Um, fucking Jesus. EA owns Bioware. Just fucking re remaster Kotor. Make a new Kotor. You you own the fucking studio that made those games. I don't know. Anyways, Mike. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you are in the Salem, Massachusetts area on Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And uh, if you do head down to Goodnight Fatty, let them know past the controller sent you. They'll be very happy. Maybe they'll give you a hug. Maybe I'll give you a hug. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to Goodnight Fatty for sponsoring this episode of the Passenger Control Podcast. Mike, before we wrap things up here, Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to answer a question that was posed in our Patreon only question uh, Discord channel, okay. which you too can contribute to the show and get your quench questions, your questions answered live on the podcast by going to patreon.com slash pass the controller and becoming a patron. Uh, this question this week was posed by our own Sapphire Jade. Right. She asked, Mike, if you are building your ideal game, mm-hmm. you're using aspects from pre-existing games, which genre of game, developer, characters, art style, story, setting, objectives, gameplay, etc., do you choose to build the ultimate game that you'd want to play? Very open-ended. So. Very open-ended. There you go. So it's going to be Overwatch, except you got Nintendo characters. Boom. Done. You literally... You did not speak about this prior. You literally just stole my fucking answer. Yeah, sucks for you. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, I would love to see something like that. Honestly, my other thing is just a... It's a, a game that I've always wanted in general. It's actually a game that when I was a young, young lad, I wrote a letter, a handwritten letter... And mailed it to Mr. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, was it handwritten or email? Regardless, I sent them a letter, and they sent me a response back. Um, but they said, lose our number, bitch. But basically, I pitched them on the, like I wrote a story, like I wrote like I wrote a plot for them and like character, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was basically, it must, it had to have been when when did Smash sixty four come out? Ninety eight. Ninety nine, I think. So we would have been 10? Yeah. So this must have been shortly after that, Hmm. where that would have put us where? Like 12 years old? You didn't say year. You said shortly after. After Smash 64. That would have made us like 12? Anytime after 10 years old, yes. So 11. We would have been in what grade? 11, 5th, maybe? 6th? Okay. Yes, that sounds right. So when I say we lad, I guess it just feels like a long time ago. I mean, I'm still young. I'm still just a young guy. I want you to remember that we referred to 1999. We were 10 years old, and that was almost that was 20 years ago. So, so that's a long time ago. I want to say it was around that time. Regardless of when it happened, it, it happened. So I sent them this thing of basically I always, and I don't know if I ever brought this up on the show or not, but I I have always wanted like a Nintendo RPG. Like some sort of open world, it doesn't even have to be open. It could be more linear. It's fine, but like a like a game in like the style of Mario RPG slash Paper Mario, where it's just all of these Nintendo characters, and I fucking pitched them a plot. Like you know, Ganondorf's doing this, Bowser's doing like they're all like all of a sudden fucking teaming up, blah, all the stuff, and like I did all this fucking detailed things like who the main character cast would be but you could do side stuff to like get these other characters involved or whatever and it's a game that i still to this day would play the shit out of if it ever came out and i would lose my fucking marbles if they ever did it um but that that would be my answer i would say give me a game that has you know remnants of like a the i i enjoy a lot of the mechanics that paper mario mario luigi Mario RPG have the good ones because there's some that have some like gimmicky yeah, stuff. Bad. Well, like, have you ever played any of those games? No, not even Paper Mario. Thousand Year Door GameCube. Um, 
I know I watched somebody play. I don't think I ever like held the controller and did stuff. For some reason, I thought that you were played that game. Anyways, if you're not familiar with those games in any way, like they have a, they kind of have a style to their fighting systems usually, where it's like, you know, if you have Mario in your party, obviously Mario is known for jumping or having a hammer. So those are usually his moves kind of revolve around stuff like that, but. In the good ones, it'll be like a lot of the fighting, like a lot of the fighting mechanics and battle systems will revolve revolve around timing. So like if I do my jump attack or one of my jump attacks on an enemy, I jump. And then when I'm about to, if you time it properly, when you're about to hit the enemy, you press jump again and you can like bounce off them and it's like extra damage. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like timing things that like just make the battles, a turn-based combat system much more like interactive and mean more um and that goes even deeper where it's like you can't jump you obviously can't jump on an enemy that has like a spiky shell because you're gonna hurt yourself so like it's a lot of the systems in those games revolve around stuff like that and i really always enjoyed that as a kid and as an adult because some of those games came out later the ones i didn't enjoy as much were games like sticker star where some of those mechanics were kind of stripped and in favor of like or uh, and sticker star it still had that stuff but instead of gaining levels you like found stickers and that was how you like gave your character attributes and stuff and i didn't like that because I, I want a traditional more i like to grind gain a level allocate points learn new moves etc so give me give me a nintendo rpg with all of these cool characters like i mean just look at the S- smash roster like take your pick um give me something set in that style give me a cool doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a deep story i mean give me a an, an overarching the enemies teamed up for a reason introduce a new enemy and make him be the reason that everyone comes together whatever um have it take place in like the mushroom kingdom and you know whatever the enemy is it's maybe it's d getting everyone together and he has a big warp star and he's like warping to everyone's different fucking kingdoms and like assembling all the fucking baddies and it's like kirby shows up in the mushroom kingdom and he's like we gotta fucking go and now it's like mario and kirby are fucking warp starring around and it's like let's go to fucking hyrule we gotta get link we gotta get this shit going mm-hmm. i i would love a game that game would fucking sell like crazy too mm-hmm. are you kidding me uh, actually, I, I changed my answer now. Now I want uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but with Nintendo characters. I'm done. Get me in. I mean, th- I would also play that game, like a dungeon brawler RPG. Right. Um, but I'd also take the Mario RPG route as well. Either one of those would be great. Um, off the top of my head, thinking quickly, I don't, th- th- that would be my ideal, I think. Mm-hmm. Mario char- Nintendo characters and Overwatch. I wouldn't even want to think about that meta. It's um, I just, I always tried thinking about it, but honestly, I was just stuck as fucking Donkey Kong as Winston. Like I never left that. <laughs> I was just picturing him, you know, flopping down there. I was like, oh, sorry for dropping him. Like I'm still just picturing Winston. I just put a tie on him. That's that's all I did. But his alt would 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 it be him aping out or would it be like him doing bongo drums? Probably be him doing bongo drums. And then Mario would be like the soldier character, and he'd be like, oh oh oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that what soldier does well soldier like talks he's like i'm an old man but mario doesn't talk like that he just goes oh. so would pikachu be tracer yeah fuck that's all i got so far god damn it mike 
uh, Zelda would probably be like Sombra. Or, I'm sorry, not Sombra, Moira. Yeah, maybe. Um... All right, I don't want just I don't want to reskin. I want like get creative, get get, creative. get in there I and make no, not not on the fly right now. But I'd be down with that. A hero shooter, both Nintendo characters. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with them taking all of the typical Mario franchises, like a Mario Kart, like Mario Party. Just I get it. I get the Mario name is is strong oh, okay just I... fucking th- just make it nintendo so yeah new idea okay mario kart but with overwatch characters oh my god mm. apparently i only played two games that's fine you played two of the best three of the best but uh that was a good question i enjoyed that question i like thinking about that i feel like if if you knew you me and you like I feel like those were like just typical responses to mm-hmm. expect, I guess, from us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you really want to know what like my one of my most wanted things is, it, it would be it would be that. You see, now I'm just picturing Mario Kart with Overwatch characters. I'm picturing like Reaper driving around his fucking hearse, and he gets hit by the fucking blue shell. It's like, bro, you know the sound he makes when he dies. Fuck. It's funny to me. And Ryan's driving around, he's like precision driven engineering, and these. What, what if what if Blizzard made like Overwatch cart would you buy it I'm fucking dumb I'm not sure I might have bought that Nicktoons racing game I don't <laughs> wait did remember. you really buy it I don't remember oh my goodness <sighs> anyways Mike this has been episode 125 of the Pass Controller <laughs> podcast you can find us all the time at passthecontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you want to support us, support the show, help us do the things we love to do, you can do that by simply sharing the podcast, leaving us a review on iTunes. Those two things are the easiest and, quite frankly, some of the most beneficial ways to help us grow what we're trying to do here. So we would appreciate if you took the time to share this, share it with a friend, share it with a loved one, share it with an enemy too. I don't care. Share it with them. If you like the show, we would implore you to go leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us. Um, if you want to kick us some money, patreon.com slash controller. There's a $1 tier. It doesn't get you much other than uh, appreciation from us. There's a few other tiers that do give you some things. But, uh, you know, every dollar helps. And uh, patreon.com slash controller is a great way to help us. Or if you want to rock some gear showing us that you support us, you can do that by going to pastcontroller.io slash store. Or pastcontroller.threadless.com and get yourself some dope shirts and whatnot. And uh, I don't know. If you like me, you can follow me at Groom on everything. And uh, if you like Mike, you can, uh, you know. You've got poor decision making. That's, that's true. Uh, but thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Past Controller Podcast, episode 125.